Amen. Stand up. You all know where I'm going, right? Isaiah 15 verse 4 says, one of these days I'm going to tell uh, those back there, please don't put it on the screen. They should know it by now. And then I'll watch you real close. <laughs> Amen. But we should know the scripture. Amen. Because it's spiritual. What you're saying is declaring what God's already spoken. And because you agree with it, the word of God is confirmed in your life. Amen. So let's go. Let's say it. The Lord God has given me the... Uh, to him who is weary and by morning he awakens my ear to hear as the learn the Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious nor did I turn away Angela is nor did I turn away not neither please be seated <laughs> that means I go home with my friend Charlie today <laughs> He says, no. I, okay, I'm going to preach. <laughs> Amen. I want to let you know that God has given you a mouth. You were not born with it. You were born with your natural mouth. But after you got saved, God gave you a mouth. Jesus made it very clear in Luke uh, chapter 21, verse 15. I will give you a mouth. I will give you a mouth. While he was speaking, that was not the time to do it. After his death, his resurrection, after Pentecost, you received, along with the Holy Spirit, a mouth. And it says, wish all your adversaries, all your enemies. That's we are talking about demons and Satan, all of your enemies. Natural or spiritual. None of them will be able to resist. They are not going to be able to do it. No one can contradict what you're saying. Because it's coming from the word of God. And no one can resist what you're saying. And that's what they saw with, with Stephen. No one could resist the wisdom with which he spoke. And so, they, you got to die. He went up to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. So, God's giving you a mouth. Use your mouth to determine your destiny. It's your mouth that will decide where you go. I've lost fear of everything that I used to be afraid of. I'm not afraid of when to die. I'm not afraid of sickness and disease. I'm not afraid of anything, not by my own power, but by His power. It's not by might. It's not by anything else, but by the Spirit of the living God. It's not by power. It's by the Spirit of God. So your mouth is very important. What you say, and I said it last week, every time you open your mouth, you are standing in judgment. You are in a court. You are under trial. Your case is being tested and being tried in court. Every time you open your mouth, you are bearing witness to your life, against your life, or for your life. 
For every word that a man shall speak, every idle word that a man shall speak, he will give account of it on the day of judgment. For by your words you are justified. In other words, set free. By your same words you are condemned. So what you say can condemn your life. And again, what you say can justify you. So your words are very important. We have to learn from what happened, the story in the scriptures, and the lesson we can learn from the the death of a tree. Jesus taught us a lesson from the the death of a tree. And I want to draw from that scripture to show you some things that are really important in life. Please pay close attention, because this is very important here. Now, in Mark chapter 11, verse 12 through 14, it says, Now the next day, when they had come out of, uh, from Bethany, he was hungry. Jesus was hungry. I don't know why the disciples, the rest of them, were not hungry. But Jesus was hungry. That's what we are told. They are all been together. But Jesus was the one that was hungry. And believe me, there are many of us that are hungry here. Not hungry for food, but hungry to make it in life. Hungry to get out of your situation. Hungry to be filled. We're hungry for something. We're hungry for all our bills to be paid. We're hungry to have strength and vigor. We all want that. We're hungry for a long life. We want that. Jesus, in this case, was hungry, and he was going to use the death of a tree to show us a lesson about life, how to feel or to take care of your hunger or your desire. He said he was hungry, and seen from afar a fig tree having leaves. He went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For it was not the season for figs. That's important. Not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat uh, eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. That's very important as well. His disciples heard it. He didn't go to the tree and say, let nobody. So nobody, if it didn't happen, nobody would accuse him that he didn't, the miracle didn't take place. He said it boldly so everyone could hear. He spoke to a tree. The Bible says in response, he spoke. <laughs> Would you speak to something that didn't speak to you? He responds, he spoke to the tree. So the tree must have been saying something to him. Jesus responded back to the tree. It wasn't a season. <laughs> tree said, hey, it's not the season. You can't eat anything from me. Many of us will see the clouds. It's raining everywhere, but it's not our season. And the enemy is telling you, 
you can never get out of this season. It's over. Your situation is so bad. You are not in season. Everybody else is happening to everybody else. You got everything happening all around. The tree had leaves, right? It seemed like he was going to give something. There's a promise that something good was coming out of it. But nothing good came out of it. And so Jesus responded to it. What is there in your life that you are expecting to produce but is not producing? Have you been talking to it because he's been talking to you? It could be a son. It could be your marriage. It could be whatever. Your finances, your business. It's speaking to you. It gave you signs initially that everything was going to be great. And you were excited. You got into it. You were so excited. You had all this vision. I'm going to eat. My desires are going to be met. Nothing is going to stop me. I'm going to live. I'm okay. And then all of a sudden you get there and there's nothing. And still hanging the green leaves for you to see. As if it can never happen to you. Jesus taught us a lesson how to reverse that. Tell that thing to die. Amen? Tell that thing to die. Get out of my way. Jesus is telling us basically how to handle life situation. God used a dead tree to tell us how to deal with our problems. Later, he transformed the tree to a mountain. Remember? So the tree, no longer tree, that's just an object lesson, transformed to a mountain. How do you deal with it? It's the word of words. It's what comes out of your mouth. It's what you say to what's speaking to you, your situation. What others are saying about your life and what they are saying. They are bearing witnesses. It's what you say to it that will be established. So we learn from this. You know, the next day, it tells us, beginning from verse 20, it says, uh, Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried off from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look! The fig tree, which you cursed, has withered away. <laughs> Every time you speak boldly, everyone is watching. Amen. But God never disappoints. So you don't have to care about what people think. Speak it so that they hear it. What you are believing God for, speak it out. Say it loud. Shout it in your room. You know, we come to church, but my job is to tell you how these spiritual things work. There is the natural, then there is the spiritual. There, is the na- there are natural laws, and there are spiritual laws. You go against the natural laws, you, you have problems. You go against the spiritual laws, you have problems. Here, Jesus is unveiling to us a powerful spiritual law that can transform your life and my life. Regardless of the circumstance that you are in. 
regardless of how long he's been, regardless of the season, God doesn't care about whether he's the season. You need to use your words. If Jesus wanted food, he would have asked for food, but he was really talking about obstacle in this matter. Sin standing in your way. You want this, but something is standing in your way in the natural, just telling you you cannot obtain this because look at your situation. What makes you think you can get this? Get rid of the obstacle. That's what he's talking about here. They remembered it. Peter, remember, I'm sure they went through the same place. You remember when where they went into Jerusalem? I'm sure they were going back and Peter was saying, that's the tree Jesus cursed. He's still green. Okay? It's still green. And they went back. And the next morning they were going back. He still was watching for that tree. Amen. That was a lot of faith in Peter's part. Peter was looking to see what will happen to that tree. But God never faced. But this is what God said. Jesus said. Have faith in God. You know, you need to have faith. The faith of God. Have faith in God. No matter what's happening to you, have faith in God. Whatever your desire is, if you have an obstacle in, against your life, even if it's being from of old, God could kill us. Have faith in God. That's the foundation. Don't look to your own resources. Don't look to your own self or what's happening to everybody else. Look away from everybody else. Look only to God. Have faith in God. Not in man, not in your business, not in the doctor, nobody else. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. But after having the faith in God, don't just stand there, speak. Amen. Don't just say, I have faith in God, I have faith in God. For what? What do you have? Speak. Speak to the tree. Amen. Speak. Don't be quiet. Bible tells us from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence. What violence is Satan trying to rob you of your inheritance? Don't just stand there. It's a war of words. Speak. Tell the enemy what you know from God's word. Have faith in God. That's your foundation. And then from your foundation, act like the one you believe in. He speaks to get everything done. God doesn't carry one brick after another brick to build. He speaks. When God wants to build, he's not going to say, go and get me that lumber over there and put it. No, he speaks it. And we are in his image. We speak. We are speaking beings. Jesus said, have faith in God. And then he assured us. He said, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, who, whoever says to this mountain... Now we've come from three. Now he's talking about a mountain, an obstacle against your life. An obstacle that's telling you you're going nowhere. You are a failure. You can't make it. Your children are, fa- are going to fail. They're going- Whatever he's telling you, 
Your finances, your marriage, it, it can never happen. You want to get married, ah, you can't get married. Look, you got all these problems. And all, stop listening to the devil. Stay with your God. Don't, you can hear what the doctors tell you. The doctors give you the facts. But the truth is, by his stripes, I was healed. That's the truth. And I stay with the truth. Uh, Isaiah chapter 53, who, whose report? Who has believed our report? Can you believe the report? That's what you want to be confessing. That's what you want to be speaking. Jesus said, I assure you, whoever, it doesn't matter who, whoever says to this mountain, have you been speaking to your mountain? <laughs> How many times have you spoken to it? Or you have been speaking about the mountain. You are speaking about the mountain instead of speaking to the mountain. A lot of Christians like uh, sympathy. And they, uh, they like to tell you about all of their troubles. And, and you listen. And he, they tell yes. After one, one they see you, if you're a good listener... Every time they see you, ah, let me go tell him, I got even a bigger problem than the one I got. Listen, oh yes. And they pat your back and say, oh, I'm praying for you. Some of them are not telling you the truth. They are not black. <laughs> hey, let's be real, right? And they rub your back, you feel a little, I don't need this. Him. I mean, I need your comfort. I need your brothers, okay? If that makes you feel good, okay. I need you to, to, to put, you know, do this. But after you leave, I still got my problems. I need him. I need him. I can talk to him. I can talk to him. I want to talk to the brother who says, don't worry about it. Let's pray. Let's invoke his power against this mountain. That's the brother I want to talk about. But the one that wants to cry with me and say, Whoa, is all? I don't want to be around that brother. I want somebody else. Amen. If you want to cry, cry on your own. Leave me alone. I don't feel like crying. Amen. But speak. Jesus said, I assure you, no doubt about, no matter how hard the problem is. Believe me, I have had a lot of fears. And still having some fears. But when they come, I know where to go. I know where to go. I deal with him. I talk to him until I'm strengthened. He says that if you will say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart. But believe that those things he says will come to pass. Uh, will be done. He will have whatever he says. Whatever he says. You will have whatever you say. You will have whatever you say. You will have whatever you say. If you believe it, you will have whatever you say. If you believe in the headache and you talk about the headache, 
all the time, headache, headache, you will have whatever you say. If you believe in sickness and all you talk about is sickness and how weak you have, you will have whatever you say. Whatever you say. That's what you got. I want you to believe in Jesus more than you believe in cancer. Because he's bigger than cancer. He runs in the family. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to get it. And every little time you feel a little pain. Oh, this is the big one. <laughs> if heart attack runs in the family, and uh, uncle died of heart attack, and uh, auntie and his uh, uh, great grandmother, they all died, and just a little pain in your arm. Oh, this is the big one. It's coming. I already knew it. It happened to them. This is my turn. It's coming. Jesus, I'm coming to you right now. What about what he said? He sent his word and healed them. That's what we want to believe. I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. I'm not planning for retirement. Amen. My wife really said a good amen. <laughs> I don't need to retire from anything. God will keep my body strong. I don't think weakness. I think I was talking with Michael the other day. I don't think weakness. That's not, in my, my, that's not something to think about. I think I can outrun Omar. No, that's, that's a joke. But it's in the mind. And what comes out of your mouth? You have what you say. Make your boast in the Lord. <coughs> Amen. Make your boast in the Lord. Many times people have come in and they hear me say some things. And they're wondering, that's too bold. How can your man say something like this? I ain't studying you. <laughs> That's what he said. I'm not paying attention to you. I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for me. It's for me. It's for me. When you hear me say, I'm not going to die by accident, or I'm in a plane and the plane is going to crash, it's not because I came up with it just yesterday. I dreamed, okay, let me say this. No. I have processed, if you are from Nigeria, you know about how they talk about the witch put some slimy things on the way. How many of you are from Nigeria? From here, if you're here. They put some slimy things on the way, and after you die, this little witch is confessing that you see that preacher that died, we put some slimy stuff on the way, and we caused his death. And I'm a child of God, a witch caused my death. That will make my brothers and sisters to lose their faith completely. And I thought about that in my mind and thinking as you travel, if you travel in Nigeria, uh, uh, we, sometimes the drivers, you have to be there. <laughs> the drivers drive like crazy. If you've been there, it's always praying, God help me. Those guys are good drivers, I'm telling you. I don't know how they can drive and still survive one day of driving. They're really good. 
And then anything can happen. And then the witch confesses that. So I told myself, that's never going to happen to me. That's why I came up with that. So that no witch will ever say something that will make people to doubt my God. So I made up my mind, that's never going to happen. And believe me, it will not happen. Unless God's dead. But God's alive. I can't protect myself. But he can protect me. When you have a problem, and unless you're around me, when I'm praying, I cry a lot. If you've been around me, you'll see that. I cry. Most times, I, I don't know how many times I pray without tears. I cry. You know, when you have a weakness, take it to him. Take it to him. <coughs> Excuse me. The Bible tells us in Psalm 34, verse 1 and, 2, 1 and 2. I will bless the Lord at all times. How many times? All times. I will. Make up your mind. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. How I many of us doing that? You got to do that. Those are the words that come out of your mouth. When you are praising God, you are not talking about your problem. If you are going to praise God at all times, you don't have any time to talk about your issues and your problems. You are praising God at all times. His prayer shall continually be in my mouth. I will not stop. Whether there's a bad thing happening to me, or good thing happening to me, don't care. I will continue to praise Him. My mouth will be singing His praise. My mouth will be telling of His praise. My soul shall make His boast in the Lord. When you boast in the Lord, that's all I've been saying. When you hear me saying this, is, I don't have any way of protecting myself. I don't have any way of preventing those things from happening to me. But my boast is in his faithfulness, knowing that God can never fail. If he said it, he'll do it. And so I rest in the fact that this is what he said, and if he will not do it, let me die. But I believe he will keep me. So I can afford to make my boast in the Lord. When you boast, you boast about God. What he can do for you. And then because God comes through, the humble... You know, people who are humbling themselves, they'll hear it and say, I want to do that as well. They will be glad. They will be glad. Because if God's doing it for this person, he's got to do it for me. So I will continue to praise him. I will make my boast in the Lord. I will continue to do that. I, can con I will continue to be strong in his presence. Paul says this, he says in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 10, he says, therefore I take pleasure in infirmities. Why will anybody take pleasure in weaknesses? I take pleasure in infirmities because these are the things that drive me into his presence. They drive me into his presence. In reproaches, people saying things about you, they drive you into his presence. People coming against your life, they drive you into his presence, in persecutions, in distresses. I take pleasure in them. 
for the sake of Christ. For Christ's sake. Then he added, for when I am weak, then I am strong. That's what I mean when I go to God in prayer. And I cry before him. Very weak, I let him know, you know, without you, I'm undone. It's over for me. If you don't help me, it's over. I don't even know how to be a pastor. Please, help me. Where do I get the message to preach to them? You help me. God, please, you got to give me something. But because you are in his presence, when you are weak in his presence, but when you leave his presence, you go with his strength. You can't be in God's presence and go out from his presence in weakness. So Paul recognized it. All of these things would drive me into his presence. But when I come out of his presence, as he says in Joel chapter 3 verse 10, let the weak say, I am strong. You don't confess your weakness to people. That's false humility. False humility. Uh, I can't do that. I don't really have a good voice. I can't sing. It's like the story I heard. This lady, uh, she says, uh, uh, my voice is not good. I can't really sing. I just want you all to listen to the words of the song. And, 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 and God will bless you. And, and she sang a song. And, and, and everybody was blessed by the words of the song. And the brother went to her and said, uh, I, the words of the song were so good. But you sure couldn't sing at all. You can't sing at all. She was mad. She had lowered the standards so that everybody would think she's a great singer. But the brother caught it and said, Sister, you can't sing. <laughs> you can't sing at all. I enjoyed it. And then she was mad. That's all of that's false humility. You don't have to do any of those things. Be you. And say boldly what God has given to you in the heart. Say it. If it comes to singing, I won't listen to Michael West, you know. <laughs> now, that's one of my best friends. I can do that to him. But that's the way it is. You speak what God has said. I'm going to close with this because of time. No matter what you're doing, please give me some 118. Verse 17, no matter what's going on in your life, say these words constantly. Say it. Psalm 118, verse 17. I shall not die, but what? Live and declare. Yes. You know, when Jesus said to the disciples, he says, if you don't believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, believe me for the very work's sake. And that's what he's asking you. I will not die. I'll live. And I will declare God's miracles in my life. What are you declaring? Declare God's miracles in your life. Declare the things that God's speaking to you. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. 
when I come to church on Sunday morning, I like to say those scriptures to myself. And then I get happy. Amen? The happiness comes. It doesn't matter what, I'm happy. Whether there's a problem or not, He is alive. He is alive. And the Bible says, if God is with me, who can be against me? Stand up with me this morning. God's with you. God's with you. I look into the congregation this morning and I see primarily believers. God has something more than what you have accepted from Him for your life. You are less than what He's expecting from you. With Him in your life, God will take you to another level. But you have to believe it and begin to say those things. So that when God has done it, everybody says, that's what you said, exactly what you said has happened. And guess who gets the glory? He gets the glory. You need to speak to your own life. If there is an obstacle that's in your life today, I want you to speak to it. In your mind, Satan will come and tell you all of these things and tell you, you can never, you, you've messed up so badly, there is no room for you anymore. It, it, it can happen. But there is a God who not only will forgive, but will beautify your life and cause you not to suffer shame. He said, you will forget the shame of your past. A new day has arrived. Amen? Say it with me. A new day has arrived in my life. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to fly. No one can hold me back. God is with me, and I'm going to make it. My family is going to make it. No one can hold us back. Thank you, Lord. That's the God we serve. He is a good God. God is a good God. No matter where you are today, please believe God. Amen.